Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. Welcome into the Foulball Area Podcast. My name is Trey Lyle, one of your co-hosts, and typically I'm the one doing the ranting, at least the way this season has gone. But uh, full Division League series wrap-up here, and we're going to start with the big series. The Philadelphia Phillies get it done over the Atlanta Braves. So I turn it over to my co-host, Matt Atkins. Uh, Matt, uh, we, we, we may or may not have exchanged some text messages last night. Uh, I was just gauging your interest. I was praying for your wife, Mariah, while the game was going on just because she would have to deal with you. Uh, but the floor is yours. Your overall thoughts on the Atlanta Braves, uh, you know, not showing up in the individual series for back-to-back years getting eliminated by their divisional rival. I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts about this this particular series. The other series as well, uh, some similar thoughts about the Orioles and the Dodgers. Uh, but, you know, obviously being a Braves fan, we're going to focus on the Braves a little bit. It was the best series this week, I think, in my opinion, even though it only went four games and the Braves lost three to one. Uh, there were some really good moments. Game two was amazing. I mean, that that's one of the best games in recent history that I can remember with uh, a come from behind victory or Austin Riley hitting a go ahead home run to go up five Wild four, ending. and then Michael Harris the second with that amazing catch and double play in uh, in center field to end the game. That was amazing. I loved that. And then you had last night game four, a couple of moments. I had texted you the the top of the seventh inning. I really wish I was an impartial fan because if I was just watching that as just a baseball fan, that would have been like great baseball right there. But I was so nervous and anxious during that whole half inning. And then it ended up being nothing like the Braves had the bases loaded two outs and Ronald Acuna Jr. comes up to the plate and it it was pretty good at bat facing Craig Kimbrell. But then he just pops out into center field and the inning was over. Uh, there was one moment where it was a pass ball and Kevin Pillar was on third. He should have scored there. I don't know what he was doing, but he should have scored on that pass ball and at least given us, you know, uh, made made it three to two instead of three to one. Um, I, I don't know what he was doing there. He should have scored. But that top of the seventh inning was very exciting. Unfortunately, it was really disappointing uh, that they didn't get anything done. Uh, overall, for the series, I'm just disappointed in the lack of offense. Like, we're, we're all season long, we have the best offense in the league, a historically great offense, uh, tied the 2019 Twins for most home runs in a season. A fantastic year by the Braves, and they just show up and look lifeless in the playoffs. I mean, game one against Philadelphia, they got shut out at home four to nothing I, I like it was it was something like only the third team ever to get shut out at home in the first game of the playoffs or something like that something crazy like that doesn't happen and it shouldn't happen when you have as good of an offense as the Braves had this year uh, and then you know game two they obviously won but it was a comeback victory they were down most of the game uh, game three and four I was getting excited early on in the games because they were the first team to score they scored first in game three 
in the top of the third, they scored one run. But then the bottom of the third, Castellanos hits a home run to tie it up. And then you got Bryce Harper coming hitting massive home runs. And then game four last night, they scored again in the top of the fourth. Uh, it was a, another home run from Austin Riley. And then bottom of the fourth again, Nick Castellanos with a home run to tie it up. And then the Phillies added on some more runs later in the game. So just really disappointing uh, in terms of the offense from the Braves. And I don't understand what happened. You know, I, I mean, it, maybe it's the bye week that they had. Maybe, I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe the Phillies pitching was just too good. But, I mean, the Braves have been good all season long. And they've been good against the Phillies in the regular season. So they should have been able to produce more than they did in this, in these past four games. I don't know what the excuse is, but it was really disappointing uh, as a Braves fan, as a, as a baseball fan too, I'm sure, you know, th- this was a good matchup. I would have liked to see this matchup later in the playoffs. It should have been like an NLCS best of seven matchup, but the Braves should have played better. They should have come out firing on all cylinders the way they did all regular season but I don't know what the problem was with the offense the pitching also you know I mean there's not much you can do with that they had Max Fried they had Spencer Strider but a lot of their other guys are injured Kyle Wright is having shoulder surgery he's going to miss all next season you got Charlie Morton who's dealing with an injury at the end of the season uh, I mean, so there's not much you can do with that and it's it puts them in a really unfortunate position like Strider and Freed are very good pitchers, but you can't rely on just two starting pitchers in the playoffs. You got to have more than that. Uh, so that, I mean, that, that put them in a really difficult spot. Bryce Elder came in game three. He had a good two and a half innings and then he started giving up uh, all kinds of runs and gave up a massive home run to Bryce Harper. So, you know, the pitching, they, they were just in a tough spot with injuries. The offense really, there's no excuse for the way that they played this, this series. So I'm just disappointed in that um yeah really disappointing series and it, you know all right i i just stream of consciousness here just all kinds of thoughts just this keep whole, it going man it's okay or, this is this is your therapy <laughs> session this whole orlando arcia story is the biggest non-story i've ever seen in baseball and somehow it has gotten blown way out of proportion and just taken over the the entire NLDS. And it's not a story. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't understand why the media made this into such a big deal and basically gave the Phillies bulletin board material. And that's why Bryce Harper went off in game three. Also, Bryce Harper is just a major tool. I can't stand the guy. Uh, I couldn't stand him when he came up with the Nationals. I still can't stand him. He's still really good. He I, is. I like Bryce he Harper. He is, but I just can't. I like Bryce Harper. Just, but Nick Castellanos, uh, he did hit a home run on the broadcast when they were talking about Charlie Manuel and him being sick. Just want to point that out. Um, yeah. Let's. I'm going to summarize the playoffs here. Uh, you know, we we kind of switched me entering the show so Matt could uh, go off a little bit. But uh, wild card round was uh, all sweeps. Philly swept the Marlins. Arizona swept the Brewers. Um, the Twins swept the Blue Jays, which the Blue Jays uh, were very disappointing. And uh, maybe the most surprising, but not surprising, in front of no one, the Texas Rangers swept uh, the Tampa Bay Raids in St. Pete. And then moving to the ALDS, uh, the Rangers swept the Orioles. The Astros get it done in four against Minnesota. Phillies, as we've mentioned, get it done in four against Philadelphia. And 
probably the most disappointing of them all. Arizona sweeps the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, a couple interesting notes. The four best teams, of, uh, according to record, are already eliminated. So this is uh, uh, this was a tweet from, or an X from Jeff Passan last night, that the uh, 354 combined wins are the fewest ever for the final four teams in the playoffs. Just a, a pretty interesting note there. Um, so you summed up the Brave series very well. It, it was just a disappointing offensive display. Um, I think Philadelphia was a bad matchup for them. Um, I hated the fact that the sixth seed was still alive and the one seed didn't get to play him on either side. Well, the six seed wasn't alive in the AL. They played the four, so that was right. But it, in the NL, the Twins should be the six seed. They were worse than the Rangers, but that's a different point. Um, but I, so I wish they, you know, reseeded it once you get to the next round, but that's not the biggest issue because the way Arizona played, the way the Braves played, Arizona would have beat Atlanta. So yeah, they would have they would have steamrolled us if we played them too. So uh my question to you is um you know I, I kind of agree with your assessment of Atlanta there. I give more credit to Philadelphia. My gut tells me they might be the best team left or they just they're just on a mission. Um, but we'll see how how it shakes out. Um, but who was the most disappointing? Was it the Dodgers with another early round exit with their only run into the World Series or winning the World Series was twenty twenty in front of no one? Um, was it Baltimore getting swept? Was it Tampa getting swept in front of? Uh, maybe maybe most disappointing was just their fans. Um, I think they were pretty evenly matched like against nineteen thousand uh, fans at a playoff game. Yeah, I think they were pretty evenly matched against Texas, but uh, and it's just two games. So Dodgers, Braves, O's, or Rays. Who was the most disappointing? You know, elite team. I would say the Dodgers. Um, yeah, it has to be. You know, I I would lean. I was really hoping for the Orioles to make a run and. I was hoping they, for a a Braves Orioles World Series, but yeah, I was the too, Orioles. Just, I wanted to be right. <laughs> they're so young that they, I mean, they don't have any playoff experience. So yeah, they were a great team in the regular season, second best team in baseball, but they they don't have any playoff experience because they're so young. So I, you can't really knock them too much for that because they've never been here before. The Dodgers have. The Dodgers have been here every year. They've got guys on that team that have won a World Series. They've got guys on that team that have won multiple World Series. You know, they know what it takes to win in the playoffs, and they came out and looked flat. And, it, I mean, the Diamondbacks. Their two best players didn't show up. Mookie, what yeah. was it, like four for 31 in the playoffs? I think it was I think it was Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman were one for 21 or something like that. In that series. But I think in the last two playoffs, he's like four for 31. Yeah, that's not good. Which is not good. And it's like surprising too. Like he's, didn't, I mean, the three MVP candidates didn't show up this postseason. Mookie Betts has he's won two World Series. I mean, he's he's got a lot of playoff experience. He's been good in the playoffs before. I don't know what's going on these past couple of years with him once they get to the postseason, but it might be that that bye week, that you know, five or six day layoff that they get in between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the NLDS. I think that's something that we need to talk about. 
Yeah, like, but it didn't I, affect the Astros. No, it didn't. And last year, it didn't affect the Astros either. The Astros are just a really good, really well put together team that can succeed in the playoffs. But you look at the Braves, the Dodgers, the Orioles. Last year, the Braves and the Dodgers again. Uh, last year, the Astros won. The Yankees won, but I think they struggled. I think that went five games against Cleveland. Uh, so they struggled a little bit. But this year, you got the three top teams losing. And I really think that this bye week is the issue. I mean, like people argue that the bye week is a benefit to them, an advantage. It gives them rest. But baseball is all about timing. You know, that's why you see the first half of the season, you got teams playing really well. They have the all-star break. They come back and they struggle to get back to the level they were playing at. So if you're playing 162 games, you're playing almost every day. And then you take five days off and you come back and play in must-win games, your timing is going to be a little off. You're going to be a little off from the way you were playing. I really think that bye week is the issue. And I, I'm like, you can call me a salty Braves fan because my team has gotten knocked out in this new format twice in a row. But I really think it's a problem, especially when you have the best teams in baseball getting knocked out, except for the Astros, of course. The Astros have figured it out, but you got three of the four best teams knocked out after taking a week off, I, I really think that that's like, there are sports where that benefits you like football. If you take a week off in football, that's good because football is such a physically demanding sport that you can use a week off for rest. But baseball, I mean, how much rest do you really need in baseball? I'd, I'd rather keep playing and, you know, keep stay in a groove, keep your momentum. Yeah, because obviously last year in the National League, the top two seeds, the Dodgers and the Braves, both were eliminated. But in the AL, the top two seeds, uh, you know, advanced. We don't need to talk about how the ALCS went last year. Um, but I think it's more on the managers than the system itself. Like, just get your players ready. Um, I, I tweeted this last night. The Houston Astros are entering the Tom Brady Patriots territory. Obviously, they didn't win. You know, they didn't win seven Super Bowls. They've won two, two World Series, but they've been to seven straight ALCSs. Uh, I, you know, they got caught cheating, like Tom Brady and and Bill Belichick did. They're consistent. They win. So they are it's entering the Tom comparison. Brady. Patriots. Yeah. So that you know, credit to the Astros. Um. Uh. They got, I don't say they got lucky playing Minnesota, but credit Minnesota, like they, you know, they performed way best, way better, way better than my expectations this postseason. So credit to them. Um, yeah, they made they, that they, series look competitive for a little bit. And Pablo yeah. Lopez, I mean, I like him. He's a good player. He's a good pitcher, and he's Royce a real Lewis, competitor. Welcome to baseball. Like what a, what a playoffs. I wish I wish they had won game three at Target Field because, I mean, they had Johan Santana come out, throw the first pitch to Joe Mauer. That's like all the nostalgia right there. I wish they had won that game at least. But, I mean, they made it look competitive for a little bit. Yeah. A lot better a lot better than I thought they would because I I really didn't have high expectations for them at all. I mean, they played the the Blue Jays in the wild card round. I don't remember who I picked, but I, I feel like I might have picked the Blue Jays. And I think then, we both did, and I will say this: if the if the uh if it went chalkier, I would argue the most disappointing team was the Blue Jays because they just 
laid a goose egg in both those games, and they they have not shown up in any of their postseason experiences, and they're supposed to be probably better than what what they have been. Um, yeah, what else? you know, one team that we didn't mention is the Brewers, also who got swept by the the Diamondbacks two games in the Wild Card series. That's pretty disappointing, also. Like they're uh, a lot of people, a lot of national yeah. media going into the playoffs were thinking that the Brewers could make a a deep run, make a World Series appearance, or even win it. I think Jeff Passan might have picked them to win it. So that that was pretty disappointing by the Brewers. Yeah, a lot of a lot of disappointment. It, it felt like there was no, you know. The most "quote unquote" close series was, you know, Philadelphia Atlanta. The rest seemed pretty, you know, pretty blowouty. So, yeah, I hope we get some good series coming up in the the ALCS and NLCS. Yeah, so let's uh, keep going around the matchups uh, here. We have uh, Rangers O's. Um, we kind of touched on it. Uh, do you think Max Scherzer's back and? You know, we could have a teammates now opposite sides in, you know, game one of Max Scherzer versus Justin Verlander. I was just thinking about that last night. I was I was wondering if they were going to bring him back for this series. Uh, he seems know... like he wants to pitch. They interviewed yeah. him out for their celebration, which yeah. is Max Scherzer. Shocking he wants to pitch. <laughs> I think if his arm was like falling off and dangling, he's like, oh, I could throw it. Uh, there was a there was a game towards the end of the regular season that was Astros Rangers and it was Scherzer versus Verlander and uh, Scherzer didn't have a great outing I think he left after like three innings so I I hope they bring him back for this series I hope he's able to come back out and pitch and I hope it's a better game than that one was I hope you know if we got a Scherzer Verlander pitchers duel going deep into the game that would be really exciting that would be that would be great to see. Two future Hall of Famers, former teammates. Yeah, the, I think that's going to be a very heated series with two, you know, two rivals going at it, and they, they, they've played some really good baseball this year. I'm, I'm pumped for that series. You know, I think Arizona Philadelphia is going to be a good series too, uh, as well. Arizona's playing really well. You know, they're the new kids on the block. Um. I guess by the time we record again, it will be, you know, the middle of, you know, these series. So I guess we got to pick them. But uh, but before we do that, let's go back to the Dodgers and changing the narrative. Does Shohei Otani do that? Because <laughs> that's the move. Like, that was my first thought after they got eliminated. I was like, all right, they're going to get Shohei, and we're going to see. I I mean, I don't know. We've never gotten to see Shohei Otani in the playoffs, so it's hard to say how he'll be. Uh, obviously, we saw him in the, the World Baseball Classic this year, and he came up clutch for Team Japan. I think it it's obviously it's what you have to do. You have to go out there and get the best player, give yourself the best chance. Uh, I think it would be a huge help. But the play, all right. Last night, after the Phillies won, they were interviewing Castellanos on the field, and he said he said it that the regular season and the playoffs are completely different. Very true, and that's what I've been thinking throughout this whole series. And again, call me a salty Braves fan, just complaining because my team lost. But 
they are. They are completely different. The regular season and the playoffs, two different animals. So the playoffs, is, I mean, it's all about who gets hot at the right time. The regular season, to me, the regular season shows you who the best team is that year. 2021, when the Braves won the World Series, they were not the best team that year. They were they were the third seed in the playoffs only because they won their division. The Dodgers were actually, I mean, the Dodgers and the Giants each won 107 games, but the, the Dodgers were the wild card because they lost their division. The Braves won 88 games that year. They were not the best team, but they got hot and they went on to win the World Series. That's what the, the playoffs in the World Series are. And that's what we use to crown a champion is the playoffs and the World Series. But it's really just who's hot at the right time. If you have the best record at the end of a 162-game season, you're the best team. And I think that we need to we need to acknowledge that a little more and make a little bit of a bigger deal about that. Like that's being the best team at the end of 162 games is arguably as impressive as just winning 13 games in October. Eh. That's my, so that's a little side rant to say. Congrats, Braves. You won the regular season. But that, like, that. Congrats. I mean, it used to be that just the, the top team in each league just went straight to the World Series. Let's go back to the 1920s. Let's do it. I just think that we need to make a big deal about being my the best team at the end of 162 games. What the smoke. That's my little side rant to say that the Dodgers are a very good regular season team. And even if they add Shohei Otani, they'll be a better regular season team. But I don't know how he's going to help them in the playoffs because, like I said, the playoffs are completely different. All right. I, but I, I, I mean, I, we'll see. They're, they're going to go out there the and Dodgers. get it. The Dodgers outside of 2020 have always been this. Clayton Kershaw can't live up to the postseason. Like when the face of your franchise basically for the last 20 years has been Clayton Kershaw and he can't show up in the playoffs, your team doesn't show up in the playoffs. So we'll wait and see. Like they have not won a World Series in front of fans. Let's like, yeah. and I, I, I am not a person that wants to put an asterisk on the 2020 World Series. No. Or the 20, any 2020 championship. That was in a bubble because I would argue it's harder just because you were not in your normal routine for any game. Yeah. Also that, that playoff was the largest playoff field that MLB has ever had. And so they had to go through more rounds, play more teams season. Yeah. So maybe they add an eighth team to the playoffs and they get more creative. Right? No, there's not a, yeah, two more teams. They would add two more teams in each time because there's six right now. Yeah. So I don't we'll know. see. All right. Uh any more thoughts on the divisional series? I think we uh we basically talked about it pretty much pretty well. I uh kind of let you go a lot. I, I gave my my little bit of my thoughts in there. My the thing I hate about losing in the playoffs, especially, and I mean this is just remember, might, at least your team made the playoffs. That is true. Uh, and this the, this might sound obvious, like, duh, yeah. But when, you, when you're so excited about the way your team is playing, when you think that it might be your year, and then you lose in the playoffs, 
And then you just have you have to wait a whole nother year to get back here. We have to go through we have to go through opening day. We have to go through, you know, the highs and lows of a 162 game season. We have to go through the all-star break, the trade deadline, the push for the division title, the push for a playoff berth, and then get back here and hope that we can put it together next year. We have to wait a whole nother year for another shot. And it's really I mean, that really sucks when you think that this is the team that can win a World Series and then they come up short and it's just like, well, maybe this time next year we'll be winning. That's the thing I hate about losing in the playoffs. About, I mean, it's like that with any sport. You know, you get excited about your team. They're playing really well and then they lose in the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs and you just got to wait a whole another year, a whole 162 game season to see if they can do it again. All right, champions, uh, as you know, champion league predictions. Here we go. ALCS and LCS predictions. Uh, who you got? I can't pick against the Astros. They just find a way to win every postseason. And, you know, they're in their seventh straight ALD, ALCS. Uh, I think prior to this year, they've been in four of the last six World Series uh so now it's going to be five of the last seven and i think that they're i mean they're just they're too good i think it's got to be the astros in the alcs i like the rangers they've had a really good year uh you know didn't expect this from them bruce bochi love to see him having this success with another team but i think that the astros get it done it's going to be a good series uh you know in-state rivals houston versus uh, Texas Rangers out of Arlington. It's going to be fun. NLCS. I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks. I am now a Diamondbacks fan. You're picking the Phillies. I mean, yeah, they look too good. I, 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 I don't want to see a rematch of last year, but I feel like we're going to. I would much rather see, you know, Houston, Arizona. I think that would be a really fun series, but I feel like it's going to be a rematch of last year, Houston and Philadelphia. I'm also picking the Phillies, um, but I'm all I'm picking Texas. Okay. Uh, I know this is year one for Bruce Bochy, but I'm going with the every other year Bruce Bochy principle. So he wins this time. So it clearly, they're gonna win odd years for Texas instead of even <laughs> years like with the Giants. Yeah. So you know, so I'm going. I'm going Philly and Texas. Um, but. If any Diamondbacks listen to this, they're just, you know, they're going to make it personal like the Braves did. Um, look, the Diamondbacks, I mean, they look good. And prior to the... I think uh, it was bad Dodgers more than good Diamondbacks. I, I don't know. And I'm not trying to discredit what the Diamondbacks did. I just... Prior to the wild card round, Mariah, she said she thinks the Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. Ooh. And they have not Maybe lost a game yet. Replace, replace me. Yeah, she should replace one of us on here. If if they end up in the World Series, then she's got to, I don't know, we got to make her an analyst or something. Let her do picks instead of us. That's yeah. probably smart. Yeah. They haven't lost yet. They look good. Uh, I saw a little debate going around Twitter yesterday, or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, Justin Verlander, obviously first ballot Hall of Famer when he retires. Do you think he goes into the Hall with a Tigers or an Astros cap 
at this point. That's a tough question. Did he do what like Holiday did and not put one on and just say he's with all of them? Yeah, I mean they he could go with the blank a blank hat. That's what I think. I think I'll lean towards the blank. If he picks a team, I'll say it's the Astros. Yeah, I mean you look at his career. Obviously, he spent the first you know what two thirds of his career with the Tigers, won a triple crown, won an MVP, won a Cy Young, but then he comes to the Astros. He's won two World Series, two Cy Youngs, thrown a no hitter. I mean, it's he's been really good with both teams, but I feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, blank cap would probably be the best uh, best route to go, but I could see him going with the Astros just because of the success that he's had there. Especially, I mean, especially towards the end of his career, it's amazing that he's had that much success this late. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the greatest pitchers ever, so it makes sense. Yeah. You want to wrap up? Yep, that will do it for today's episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I'm going to go continue sulking, mourning the end of the Braves season. We got the ALCS and the NLCS coming up. I think the ALCS starts on Sunday. NLCS starts on Monday. Should be two exciting series. We will have full coverage of them next week on the next episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. For Trey Lyle, I'm Matthew Atkins. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.